0: You have the knowledge, the experience, and the talent needed to succeed. But in the day and age we live in, skill is not enough. Your story is the most powerful tool in your arsenal. This show will help you tap into that resource and learn how to leverage your message to gain deeper influence and build a lasting legacy. Tune in each week as thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and authors share how they've built empires on the backs of their story. You're listening to Stories That Sell with your host, Scott Ramage.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Stories That Sell podcast. Today on this episode, I have actually my friend, Jarrett Jones. Jarrett has been in the fitness, training, and martial arts business for almost 20 years. He owns a CrossFit affiliate base in CrossFit. He's done that for 11 years now. He has fought professional MMA for seven years and is still active in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition circuit. He is a first-degree black belt. I'm going to have to ask him more questions about that stuff. Uh, and he's always kind of had a struggle blending his two favorite passions, martial arts and fitness. And he's now involved and, um, kind of launching, or I don't know if it's launching, we'll find out more, but he's, he's building his business, uh, combining those two fitness and nutrition online and virtual coaching programs specifically for Brazilian jiu jitsu and martial arts athletes, which is really cool. But before I introduce Jarrett. I want to talk to you a little bit about our sponsor, which is actually my company. If you uh, are a coach, a gym owner, a small business owner, you got to listen up, folks. Imagine having a team of virtual professionals helping you get massive amounts of work done from video editing, creating social media content, managing your social media, doing admin work, nurturing leads, processing payments, and so much more. VAs for gyms is the answer They make sure your productivity skyrockets while performing tasks and roles you simply don't want to do or aren't very good at. Uh, They uh, offer a wide range of services that will help you run your business and save money. To find out more about that, go to www.vasforgyms.com, and you can book an appointment. and Don't worry. It's just a 10-minute appointment where we find out if we're even a good fit for you, your business, your brand, whatever it may be. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Jarrett.
0: Hey, Scott. What's up, man? You nailed it. Appreciate it. That was, <laughs> right that's on. my
1: whole story, right? Right on. Yes, yes. And you are an active dude. You and I met woo, uh, four years ago, maybe. Yeah, probably about four years. Yeah, mm-hmm. we both live in Texas, but we met at a conference in Chicago, which was kind of cool. Um, yeah, but Texas is a very, very big state. <laughs> <So you're, laughs> yeah. Quite a distance from me.
0: And I'm five hours from anything, right?
1: Are you really the, Midland? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Midland, of course. That's, uh, that, is, that is a ways out there. But I've known you as a CrossFit gym owner for those years. And, uh, you know, I've been following you and um, we have some mutual friends. My business partner is also a friend of yours. And you uh, are really into martial arts.
0: Yeah, for really sure, cool, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, really, I, I got to kind of start the story a little early. I'll skip through a kid really fast, but yeah. it all comes, it all comes into play, right? Because one of the biggest thing I think that works with, I guess, like my life story or, or my goal is the word consistency, right? Um, being consistent with what you want and and what your kind of lifestyle is is how you eventually get there. And having, like you said, been in this uh, fitness world for like 20 years now, I see a lot of people come up and then come back down. And then, you know, I see them at the grocery store five years later and they're hiding their face because they're yeah. embarrassed, right? So just being consistent with with whatever it is, whether it's martial arts or fitness or whatever. And um, that that's kind of what, what I'm doing now is trying to bring those things together, right? So anyways, as, as long as I can remember, I've always enjoyed like sports. Yes. Because sports was the outlet, but I love to push myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it, when I was a kid, like football was like the big thing, especially here in West Texas. So it was all about football. Uh, and I was always a very active kid, but my parents didn't know anything about nutrition. Right. I, I can remember like my parents saying, Oh, we're going to start eating healthy. And like, we ate at subway like four days a week. Right. That, <laughs> that was our healthy. Right. And um, So they just didn't know. Right. So even though I was an active kid and stuff, I felt like I was a big, strong kid, but I was never like, um, like lean. You know, if you if you're going to ask my friends, they might call me a fat kid or whatever. (laughs) And um, eventually I decided probably by I was like maybe 15 years old. I was like, something has to change here. And that's when nutrition started to make its way into my life, which is really young. You know, I don't know many 15 year olds that are into that. But it, it was important to me. It felt like the thing that was missing. And, um, you know, I took a summer and I probably didn't do it wrong, do it the right way. But I lost like a whole bunch of weight. And I come back my like junior year of high school and I'm like super shredded. And everybody's like, what's up with this? You know, what's going on? And, and I actually started training people at that point, um, wow. you know, doing meal plans and, and helping people work out and stuff like that. And man, that that is what became my passion right from the beginning. And, you know, like I said before, I love sports. No, I loved pushing myself, but maybe sports was the only way I could find it. So after graduating, you know, I, I decided I didn't want to continue with like playing football. I was like, what am I going to do? And, you know, you're just hanging around at the gym, just pushing yourself or whatever. I had just regular jobs because, you know, back this was like 2002. Uh, the fitness world was not really a, a promising job yet you know it was more of like a side hustle so right. i was at least for me at the moment so i was you know trying to figure out what i was gonna do and i stumbled across uh jiu-jitsu and martial arts and man i just freaking loved it i just jumped all in and i was still doing the training thing and i looked as my advantage was because i had you know good conditioning right and we can fast forward a little bit there for you know about a year and a half before i had my first amateur fight, and. I don't remember the years, but this is like early, early, like Chuck Liddell days of UFC. UFC was not popular. Like it was on the back shelves of blockbuster, right? Like you you weren't able to um, just watch it every weekend. Like you could now. So when we had amateur fights, I mean, we were fighting in like bars. We were fighting like literally some of my fights are like, Hey, your fighter didn't show up and they would pull some, like guy from the crowd that said oh, i could do it you know so wow yeah and and this is not the beginning all of my career wasn't like that but this is like early early days right and so um man we didn't know what we were doing right and then so as the sport started to progress things got really popular like um the ultimate fighter show i don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. we thought that by watching that show those guys were like who we should be taking information from and they're like cutting weight and locking each other in the sauna and stuff. And okay, we're fighters. That's what we have to do. And man, I would say I really, I learned the wrong ways. And I watched a lot of people do the wrong ways of the weight cut. And if there was anything that probably held me back in my career, I had a somewhat successful career. I never, I always wanted to fight and do and and I never quite made it. I did have some big shows. Um, but I think just messing around with that weight cut stuff was, was really hard on my body. And, uh, man, like that, that's, that's one of my big goals today. Right. So anyways, but so as all that was going on, uh, like I said, I had a successful career for the most part. I just loved it. You know, I did seven, eight years of professional fights. I fought about every three or four months and it was just something I really liked, but that's not enough to pay the bills. So while I was still doing the conditioning and, and the training, like what else can I do you know and this is when CrossFit kind of entered my life and at first I was like no you know everybody's like CrossFit's crazy it has no structure I was one of those guys right Right. and then once I finally did you know what everybody's got that story I did my first workout and I kind of bought it you know and uh okay so now I've got two passions right I've got this CrossFit thing and I've got this martial arts thing and uh, it just became everything that I did, honestly. Like, of course, it was it was my career, right? And so I had to make money with it. So I opened the gym and, and began to pursue, you know, all of those things that come along with, you know, we don't have to get into all that. But like, what do CrossFit gym owners do back in the day? They studied everything, right? So all the strength training stuff, all the Olympic training stuff, all the gymnastics, you know, and then trying to blend that into my martial arts because i was like yeah this is this is what my uh my advantage is right to be always in good shape and stuff and um yeah so that that worked out honestly really well it was a long road um but i've been open with my crossfit gym now for 11 years and uh the the martial arts like i said in jujitsu i got my first degree on my black belt two years ago. So I'm almost second degree. So I'm like 17 years in on jujitsu. And I'm kind of to the point where it's like, I feel that jujitsu is, it's something that you do for your whole life. Right. It's, I won't probably compete for my whole life or maybe I will, but the goal is not always to be the best. The goal is to do this sport for my entire life, to be healthy, and to be able and have the self-discipline and the respect and the camaraderie of teammates and all that stuff is really what jujitsu is about for me. And, and now that my kids are doing it, I can teach that through my kids and stuff too. So that's when I really started thinking, how do I give back to jujitsu? Right. My, my goal was never to open a jujitsu gym or to be a, you know, a professor in jujitsu because my thing's always kind of been the fitness deal. Mm-hmm. So where where do I, you know, serve that jujitsu community? And, uh, I started finding out that, you know, nutrition and, and all those stories that I just told you about, about the weight cutting and, and, uh, just people not knowing how to do it is really hurting a lot of people these days because, you know, CrossFit already had its explosion maybe five, six years ago. Right. I I lived through that. I enjoyed it. Now I see it happening with jujitsu and I see all of these you know, 30-year-old people who haven't worked out in 10 years and they're wanting to do something new. They're wanting to get in shape, right? They don't want to do the traditional, like, gym or whatever. So they go to a BJJ gym because that's what's popular right now. And that's great. But somebody needs to help these people, like, to eat the right way. Because, like I always say, when jiu-jitsu is happening, life is happening, right? Like, if you're... You, you can control a barbell and a dumbbell, right? You may feel good there, but the barbell and the dumbbell doesn't fight you back, right? So when you go to jujitsu, you may feel good, but then if somebody else is giving that same force back to you, it's a lot different kind of world. And so life is happening and you need, you need to have a fitness space. And that's like where I started kind of filling in and showing. It actually started with nutrition, you know, you find guys, that are like, hey, I got I to gotta cut weight for a tournament. I got to cut 25 pounds. Man, that's a lot of weight. How much time do you have? Three weeks. Oh, trap, right? Like, no, that's right. that's too much. And for some reason in jiu-jitsu, because everybody wants to be a fighter, they want to be real tough. They think uh, it's just a mindset thing. But what they're doing, especially when you take a new athlete that's over the age of 30, and you're asking them to – cut 25 pounds in a, in a couple of weeks, it's beyond health at this point, right? You're, you're really hurting them. Where does that athlete end up in two or three years? Not doing jujitsu anymore, right? Maybe they have some kind of problems or whatever. Maybe they gained all the weight back or they're just, the, the thing is that jujitsu was their outlet for fitness. Well, it failed them, right? And if the goal for me to give back to jiu-jitsu is to make sure everybody that starts it and loves it can continue forever, then I'm just trying to fill in that gap right there, right? With just basic health, fitness, um, and nutrition stuff. And, you know, I some of these things, like, you know, it doesn't take a genius or a certified coach in anything to teach somebody how to do a squat, right? I think that's one of the most important tools that you could have. And if you showed... 100 people in your life how to do a squat you probably changed 50 lives right for the better because that's like until you start doing it you just don't know you know what i mean right and i for years i go to jiu-jitsu i've been to several gyms and i go in and they're like hey let's do a squat warm-up and they don't do the squat they do like a quarter squat or they do like a like a baby jump thing i'm not sure what it is (laughs) and nobody's there to teach you and and maybe it's because you know the professors are like no i'm a i'm a jujitsu guy i'm not a fitness guy or maybe they don't feel qualified to teach that or whatever it is so kind of like my goal here lately is just pushing out as much free information as i can so that everybody can have that knowledge this basic basic knowledge like you know, just, I'm a CrossFit guy, right? So we can go back to Greg Glassman, but eating meats and veggies, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch and no sugar. Like, just following those types of things and learning how to squat could could be the difference between the blue belt that quits and is discouraged and has to go into find something else for fitness, or the person who sticks with it for 20 years, right? And changes their whole life, changes their kid's life, their spouse's wife, like all their friends that they bring around them, like, Jiu-jitsu is like CrossFit. If somebody does it, you're going to know they freaking do it because they're going to talk about it like all the time, right? And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a really, really good thing.
1: It's really interesting um, the, because, you know, I obviously have been in the CrossFit world and understand everybody that does it talks about it. Mm-hmm. And the, the rise of jiu-jitsu lately has been pretty epic. It's been pretty, pretty incredible. Um, and from a guy who doesn't do it, and mm-hmm. it's so intriguing. Like, I, I'm like, okay, rolling around on a mat doesn't at, by any means intrigue me. Uh, but there's something there because so many people talk about it and the, they t- express how amazing it is. But not only that, it's the same thing with, with anything. When you partake in a health journey or fitness journey, you, you start to get engaged in a fitness thing. A lot of times people will lose weight just because they're moving more, but it's not always healthy and it's not always right, but that will plateau at a point because you're just yep. changing one thing where really the big change that needs to happen is nutrition. Right. So exactly, how do you go from, you know, first of all, competing, which is amazing. And then, uh, Ooh, I got a squeaky chair. Sorry. If you heard noises, that's yeah. so- I shouldn't sit when I'm interviewing, um, <laughs> but how do you go from, I mean, that's a big jump from being really active and, and, uh, and being, you know, competing, owning a gym, and now you're really into nutric- nutrition, nutrition. Mm-hmm. How, how did that knowledge come across and, and what, like, what is your goal?
0: Hey, yeah. So, um, for me, Like, you know, and I kind of skipped over in my story earlier, but I said it started early, you know, about age 15, started really getting into the nutrition. Um, I I think, you know, maybe I'm just always afraid to be that fat kid from when I was like six or seven or whatever. So I just keep that in my head. Yeah. And um, and I stay on top of it. And so I just try to push that on so many people like I, I am a lifestyle person hundred percent and so in any of my programs or anybody that works with me that's what I'm always trying to push is like and that's why I mentioned consistency because we can do diets like that's what jujitsu people like they they will do any diet if you say hey if you do this diet for six weeks well, you do this lettuce diet for six weeks you'll make weight that's right <laughs> yeah and they'll and they will totally do it. And that's, that's not what we want, but I try to promote because what they'll do is they'll lose the weight. They'll somehow maybe win. I've seen it. I've seen dudes not eat for like a week just on water and look like a zombie and win a world championship. Okay. And then gain 30 pounds in the next week because they're eating candy bars and fast food and all this stuff. And that's not lifestyle.
1: Mm
0: Right. Right. Like, why can't we meet in the middle? Why you got to gain 30 and lose 25? Why can't you just be right there at that 15 where we can coast through, you know? So that's always going to be really big to me. And that's kind of how my program starts off is um, like, Hey, let's just see, like, how do you eat right now? And why do you make those choices? Right. And sometimes people they'll kind of get offended. I'll I'll say, well, why did you eat that? Because it was good. Well, why did you choose that, that quantity? Well, you know, maybe they don't have a reason they get offended. And I'm like, okay, that's where we start because you chose it for some reason. You either were, you know, you, you felt like you were hungry or you had some kind of connection with it. Or for some reason, down into double meat with double cheese makes you feel like more of a man, right? I don't know why, but like nutrition is more psychology than anything. Absolutely. So when we can like break down those barriers and then make make them see like, Man, I'm really trying to do something that's awesome as a human being, like as jujitsu. To me, it's the most, it's the most organic thing. Is like two people using their body and in, in a, like I guess we say the most functional or the most unfunctional, however you want to look at it, way against each other, right? And and anything goes. You better be able to dial in all the other aspects of your life. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to not be able to be successful in jujitsu because your stomach hurts all the time. Right. Or because you're, you're not able to get up as fast as you thought you could because you weigh too much. Right. When you think of it in that mindset, you're like, Oh, that's kind of stupid. My whole, my whole game is trying to get up as fast as I can and attack. And I can't cause I eat too many of these cheeseburgers. And then when you make that connection, like, oh, okay, I don't want the cheeseburgers no more. They don't make me feel good. Right. So that's kind of how I take the mindset and make people realize. And it's hard for some people. They, they're like, just tell me what to eat. I'm like, yeah, I can't. Like, if I tell you what I eat, you probably won't like it. Like,
1: <laughs> right. Well, I think that's an error that happens all the time. Is my wife and I were just talking about this. She had someone ask her for a meal plan, and she's like, I'm not giving you a meal plan because are you going to have me for the entire rest of your life tell you what to eat every meal? Or do we want to work through why you're making certain choices and how to change that behavior? And there it is, it's behavior-based. I want to, I want to go back to the kind of tie something together because one thing I've learned about BJJ is that uh, you don't, it's, it's, it's not like Taekwondo. You don't go in it and move up a belt in a week. Uh, it's, it's like a lifelong journey.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's average 10 to 12 years for a black belt with consistency.
1: Yeah, and consistency is your, your word. Right. And so in that journey, hey, before we get started, imagine having a team of virtual assistants helping you out with everything from scheduling appointments, nurturing leads, processing payments, sending out marketing emails, creating content, managing your social media accounts, and so much more. The Ace for Gyms is here to make sure your business runs as smoothly as possible So that you can focus on what matters most, serving your clients. We offer a wide range of services that will completely run your business and give you the one thing everyone is limited on more time. Check out our website at www.vasforgyms.com. That's V A S F O R gyms.com and book an appointment to find out more. What is the importance of the consistency in your? um, How much does. Well, you kind of spoke to it, but how much does your physical fitness, your overall physical fitness and nutrition affect your ability to progress, even though the progression is really slow?
0: Yeah. So this is this in a personal level, this is probably what I struggled with being that they were both passions. So I would say I probably crossfitted way too hard when I was supposed to be competing in jujitsu at times. And I probably was cutting weight and, and restricting myself in jujitsu when I was trying to get stronger in CrossFit. So there's definitely like as a sport, those two are hard, but if we just take that out and just talk about like fitness and, and nutrition, um, jujitsu is, is quite a different sport, right? We know that it's like glucose dominant sport, right? Like it's basically that five minutes at the most it's five minute intervals all day long. Right. Everybody knows fight gone bad. It's kind of like doing that all the time. Um, so you do have to make, like, I think your diet has to be a little bit different and your training has to be different. Uh, and I keep going back to CrossFit cause that's kind of the world I'm in, but in CrossFit, if you think about who's doing it. Usually people that are wanting to find something in their life to get in shape, the general physical preparedness for the rest of their life. Right. Well, jujitsu kind of covers that. It covers the energy systems. It covers, you know, all the cardio stuff, and it just doesn't cover functional movement and strength, right? So, I think that a basis around uh, training should start with one being mobile and able to handle good positioning, right? If you can't do, a, just like I said, again, if you can't do a full squat, you can't do a leg drag. You can't take somebody's back. Like, there's a lot of positions that you will always be stuck at because you're not athletic enough right and so i would start there and then as soon as you're able to be mobile i think strength training would be next and depending on where you are with your jiu-jitsu now if you're trying to be a competitive jujitsu person that's probably all you need you need two to three days of strength training maybe a little bit of extra cardio if you're trying to like lose some weight or whatever and then put all your marbles into jiu-jitsu but if you're doing jujitsu to like just be better at life and cardio and you don't want to, uh, compete, then you can have like a blend of both. Right. And, and so that's another thing that like different people, different strokes, different folks. Right. So in, in like my program, I like to talk to people regularly, like what's going on, what is your goal? And then we can change it all the time. And that goes with nutrition as well, because, uh, you know, for years and years, I was like, don't drink Gatorade. It's bad for you. Sugar's horrible. And I probably had times when I was like a keto guy and all the things that people have gone through. Right. But now I really realize, like, you need some of those things for jujitsu. You know what I mean? And if you're, if you're training really hard, if you're strength training two or three times a week, and you're going to jujitsu, uh, we wear a whoop sometimes jiu-jitsu and man, I'm not kidding. You'll burn a thousand to 1200 calories wow. in 60 minutes. Wow. And I mean, it's like hardcore. And if you weigh yourself, you can lose 10 pounds easily and just sweat. So yeah, you need a fast absorbing glucose source immediately after that. If you're not trying to lose a bunch of weight, you know, and uh, that's just some sport specific things that I've kind of learned over the years. And uh, I'm a big component of having sports drinks and Gatorade now, like before and after.
1: Well, it's funny because uh, I do follow your content and I, I I really, it's really interesting to me because it is so, it's different because mm. at one point you asked a question about what's your po- your post, you know, post-workout or, or in the morning and your answers were so different from what I've seen in like the CrossFit world. It makes so much sense. Yep. I think- yep. I may have seen Pop-Tarts. I don't know if that was you or someone else. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, totally the Pop-Tart. You got to earn the Pop-Tarts though.
1: Yeah, maybe chocolate <laughs> milk and I mean there's just things like that you put out there and it makes so much sense. And that's that's the beauty, quite honestly from a business perspective of niching down. And that's this is a big thing. Mm. You're you you are talking to people who are doing uh you know MMA or not MMA, but BJJ and there is a different need to replace and refuel than there is if you are crossfitting, or you're out for a run or you're, you know, going on a bike ride. So how much is, is that a big part of your program is understanding their activity level, what they're doing and, and placing the certain, certain things at certain times, how important is timing and how important are those types of tweaks?
0: I, I mean, you nailed it right there, like a hundred percent really, because again, it comes back to the, to the athlete. What, why are you doing jujitsu? Right. And, and I think that that changes uh, a lot of people. I know a ton of people who started with me at CrossFit and they seen that I did jujitsu. They're like, Hey, I want to try that out. I'm, I'm kind of bored with the thrusters. I want to try this out. Yeah. Right. So in, in that aspect, you know, well, I'm sorry, Scott, repeat your question. I'm going
1: to get off track here. What are you? No, I mean, it, it, you, <laughs> the, the nutrition advice is so different. Mm-hmm. So, how does that play a role in or how does how do you specify those types of things to your clients based on what activity level they're doing would you tell them to do something okay, yeah. after that kind of workout than if they would just gone to the gym
0: yeah totally totally so you know let, let's say and back to what i was saying depending different strokes different folks if somebody was doing jiu-jitsu and their goal is to lose weight then I'm probably going to be like really reducing the sugar and not worrying about those things. Right. But when it comes to a performance standpoint, that's definitely where we put in those other things. And, and just like, like, like with the pop tarts, sometimes if I can say, Hey, earn your pop tarts, right. You have to do X, Y, and Z and reach this specific metric. And then you can have two pop tarts a day. Right. What's that person? They're going to be like, Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to do that. Right. Cause everybody loves Pop-Tarts and um, like, it's, but they have to earn it. And if they earn it, maybe that's the same person who was, you know, doing the lettuce diet, lost all the weight and then binge eating, what were they binge eating on? Well, let's take some of those things and say, okay, maybe some of those are okay. Yeah. Maybe some of those, we can strategically put them in, you know, to help them with their mindset, like, man, you don't have to take all that stuff out and then binge on it later. But if you can earn it, we can strategically put it in, in the right place and just kind of keep you at a, at a you know, a lifestyle, lifestyle and consistency, right?
1: Right. Yeah. So when you're working, so, like, how do you? How do you? Hmm, this is interesting because I've seen you post some things and. Mm-hmm you know, you drink beer, you have a regular life. Like
0: how yeah, for sure.
1: how do you weigh this consistency with also lifestyle and enjoying some things that you do like to enjoy?
0: Man, that's, that's the, the main question, right? That's the, that's my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So how do I do it? I mean, checks, balances and goals constantly. And it's probably harder on me because you know, who checks on my goals? You. <laughs> Nobody manages me. But, uh, and then so I understand that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, this year, my goal starting out, I hadn't competed. So I've, I've been black belt for three, uh, five years now. <laughs> wow. When I got my black belt, I had spent so much time competing as purple and brown. And I mean, competing hard, hard, hard that my goal was just to get a black belt and I was going to take a little break. Mm. And and not a break, but a break from competition. And that break led me into uh, actually where I met you guys and pushing a lot of business stuff on my, on my CrossFit side. And, uh, so this year I decided, you know what, it's time to get back into competition. Mm. And so I put a plan together and I decided, okay, I want to do these four competitions and I want to weigh these weights, Right. And so once I had that down, I just made it happen. And if beer has to go, then it has to go. Right? And when I strategically put it in and I guarantee after every competition I have about two or three beers. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I'll go back to normal, right? And it just um, I think just constantly be ahead of what your goals are. I also had a goal this year is I wanted to be heavyweight uh, 205. Really hard for me. When I used to fight professionally, I was one fifty five. Oh, that's a big. So, one. yeah, I, I've got fifty pounds of muscle per se that I've put on in the last eight years, but a lot of twenty pounds of that was in this last year, you know. And that was just a big goal. And I actually never got to two hundred five. I was like two hundred one, and decided like I didn't like it. And I was also we were talking about I got injured six weeks ago, um, so now all right, let's do a new goal instead of just giving up and being a fat piece of crap on the couch and worry about my pec being injured. I just made a new goal. And so now I was like, I want to be 5% body fat. Oh, why not? Right. I ain't never done it. Right. And I may never reach it just like 205. I didn't reach it. I almost reached it, but who cares? Right. What's going to happen? Even if I fail, I'm going to learn some stuff about nutrition. I'm going to have self discipline all the things, the reasons that I love jujitsu, you know, it's all going to apply and um, yeah, I'm going to look better at the end regardless. You know what I mean? So, and then here we are, you know, eight months later and I'm like, yeah, I almost reached my goal, but I didn't fall off the wagon. And I think that's the key to being consistent is always keeping things that, that keep you rolling. I know some guys in jujitsu, ask me, why are you going to be that big? That's going to just slow you down and stuff. Like it's just a goal, man. And if you got a goal, you keep moving, you know, if the goal is only to win, then you've already messed up. Yeah. You know, if, but if the goal is consistency and longevity, then let's just keep stacking up at them, you know?
1: Well, I really like that message. I like what you said about like, Hey, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if I don't hit the goal is I'm, I'm still improving. And I think a lot of people miss that. They have this goal in mind and, Mm -hmm. and, And they don't get there and then they self-sabotage. They just like implode. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: And I, I, you know, I've always been that way. In 2009, I, uh, I, I had a nasty knee injury, ended up having two surgeries. And for me, this was at like the height of my career. And instead of saying, it's over, right? That was really when I decided, well, I need to rehab this knee. I need to be stronger. Let me learn all these things so that when I come back, I'll be healthier. And in my opinion, I learned more about strength training and stuff that I apply to my you know clients now in that year of me yeah. rehabbing myself, you know? So it's absolutely. it's just having the goals.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And being able to pivot. I mean, you and I were talking beforehand and you alluded to this. You tore a pec muscle. I tore a quad muscle. My 10 weeks out. You're eight weeks out. And we're still a little gimpy. I mean, yeah, those setbacks. For sure. I I love what you said. It's like, hey, my goal just changed. I I had to change that goal a little bit. And I think that's the the definition of someone who understands how to win is that, hey, when a roadblock comes, it's just pivot a little bit and, and don't give up. So let's, this is a great transition into kind of understanding a little bit more of your world. You know, I would say you're highly successful in understanding your body composition, how you, and being able to manipulate it and move it and, and do things that drive you in the right direction for a performance, uh, for you, for a performance mm. benefit. Uh, what are some like, uh, like daily habits, rituals, things that you do that are non-negotiables that other people might want to hear and, and apply to their life?
0: Yeah, totally. I have some. I don't know if they'll sound super sexy for people, but what I've learned is that most people kind of don't know. Yeah, and It's always back to the basics. And the biggest one I've learned is your sleep. That's, that's number one. I, I think everybody's different. So I guess the window is between six and eight, but okay. figure out what it is. Figure out what it is and freaking do it, man. Um, I've, I've had my life where it was hectic and I only slept three hours. And when you do it for a long time, you get used to it and you don't feel like it hurts you. Right. Until you right. get the other three hours back and you realize how much it was hurting you. And if you don't believe me, go get one of those machines like a Whoop or an Apple Health or whatever. and Just let it tell you. You're going to be like, oh, crap. So I think sleep is number one, non-negotiable for me. I'm going to always get seven hours of sleep. If I don't, I'm going to get a nap the next day or
1: something. All right. I'm going to um, stop you. I'm going to stop you. Because yeah. this was a conversation my wife and I had not two and a half hours ago. So what? I've been getting really tired. Let's. I'm going to learn something from this. Hopefully someone else does <laughs> So I've been really dialed into sleep. I even have um, I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, it's it's called eight sleep. It's a mm-hmm. it's a, a system that changes the temperature of my bed based on Okay. Um, it's you know it's all it's crazy. Like it changes yeah. depending you're, on Yeah. You're sleep. going
0: hard like, in the paint for the sleep stuff. Yeah. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I am because I've struggled so much with it. And she she made this point. She's like, "Man, you're getting really tired. You fall asleep before me. You're 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 asleep by 9." You're getting up it's i get up at 6 5 45 or 6 like on the nose mm-hmm. every morning and she said because mm-hmm. i do track and she says your 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 stuff sucks like you don't get yeah. good sleep and i'm changing when i eat at night i'm doing all these things and she goes you know it'd be interesting to see if you just actually need less sleep because you used to go to bed at like 10 and get up at four that's six wow. hours now you're trying to hit eight and nine every night and you're actually more lethargic in the day, and your quality of sleep sucks, it's a really hard thing to figure out. I'm like, man, I need to try seven hours a night. I don't know. Yeah, and and that's what I would
0: suggest, right? Because I think it really comes down to like sympathetic, parasympathetic stuff. Like, you know, we don't have to get too nerdy into that, but like being stressed out all day. Well, even if you're like, I have to sleep eight hours, and then you're stressed out because you're not sleeping eight hours. So true. And it sounds stupid, man, but I mean, it really is, you know, like it's so true. And, and I'm not to say that I'm like a stress-free, super happy person all the time. I'm definitely not, but man, do I try, you know, because I think anytime uh, I keep going back to the whoop, but you know, you check your HRV or, or whatever, and you see that you're a little stressed, just like you notice before you get sick, you're, you're a little bit stressed out and stuff. It's the same thing. You notice that stressed out, that's, what's going to keep you from sleeping, and um, man, what do we need? Do you need yoga in the middle of the day? Do you need more mindset type stuff, meditation? Like, hey, everybody's different there for real. Right. Find out what it is. Maybe you work out too hard. You know, there's there's a lot of different things. See, yeah. you could be that yeah. guy.
1: A lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, Holly, that's just so, so hard to accept, though. I mean, I work mm. in the gym lifting heavy for an hour every weekday i walk a minimum of three miles a day but high high pace now i've yeah. added mountain biking and i rock and it's like i don't i like all of those things are so therapeutic to me so i know i know so, so
0: you do true. i'm just curious
1: do you do ice baths? no so i have started doing um i'm a, a huge believer in doing hard things every day and man uh cold water therapy or cold therapy or whatever you know cold whatever you call it immersion it yeah yeah is definitely next level so i've been just taking my shower and then cranking it to the coldest yeah. I can, can crank it every morning. And I just try and work through the breathing and stay as long as I can. So that's my step at this point.
0: Find, a good one that helped me was finding a song, right? I'm sure you've heard oh, this, like a take a phone, no one song, right. And just try to make it through. And that seems to help because yeah, cold showers are great, but that just needs the thing you do every time you shower. You need to get in that ice tub, bro. Like you got to get in there and get cold for three to five minutes. That's okay. So is that something you do daily or what? Tell (laughs) No, I do it. And I wish that I wish that I did it more, but back to non-negotiables. um, It's it's just like going back to the nutrition thing. Like I should eat perfect all the time. And if I don't, I make up for it. That's, that's kind of the mindset I take. So eat perfect all the time. Ah, crap. I ate too much today. Well, then maybe let's balance it out tomorrow. Eat a little bit less. Let's do an extra run. Let's do something to burn those calories. And don't let whatever's getting me far away get me too far away. Always have like your goal within grasp, you know? Yeah. And, and that, that one's always important. Sleep's always important. And, and I just don't miss workouts. I mean, honestly, you understand this. I, I love it. <laughs> That's how I stick with consistency. So if we're on vacation... I'm going to find a gym like that's fun to me. Right. Let's go find another gym to check out. If we're doing things, you know, we do a lot of active vacations, like let's go find a rock and do 50 thrusters. It doesn't take that long. You know what I mean? And it, and it keeps you in shape. If you always check those boxes, like the health issue is never going to be a problem with you. That's kind of how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Just always check those boxes. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to be, you know, the, to win everything. Like I said, you just have to be consistent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really good. Uh, okay. So we've got sleep, we've got consistency and consistency's definitely been like an overarching th- theme for you. So what about yeah. mental for you? What do you do to stay sharp? Is it books, podcasts, masterminds? What are the things that you do to continue to grow?
0: Man, all of them, <laughs> know, but they right? change, right? Mm-hmm. They change. Um, dur- during, during uh, shutdown year, 2020, it was books. Mm-hmm. You know, I was reading lots of books, uh, here recently, YouTube has really been intriguing me a lot. And I think that's more entertainment, honestly, but, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to push some of my stuff over onto YouTube. So I'm kind of just watching, seeing how guys do it, you know, Smart. um, what else the podcasts are good um where do i learn the most where i really learn the most is from one-on-one or not even one-on-one but like actually interacting with people yeah. so i'll use jujitsu as an example um here in midland texas we have bruno bastos who's my uh, professor and he's amazing if anybody knows jiu-jitsu like bruno is the man he's one of the top you know Coaches now, top athletes, like he's just a leader in the sport. And um, but, but why I'm saying that is before he was here, there was absolutely nothing in jiu-jitsu, right? I, I didn't meet him until I was a purple belt. And so the only way I was going to get better at it here in Midland, Texas, back in the day when nobody was doing it, is by traveling. Yeah. And so I would travel to seminars regularly, like once a month. And we, you know, usually seminars are three hours. They're usually one day, maybe two days. And I would come home with a notebook, man, just full of information. And uh, I would study those things. I still have those notebooks and I still go back and look at them. And same thing for like training stuff. You know, I, picked, I took that when we started CrossFit, I would go to CrossFit seminars and just pick up as much as I could. And uh, to this day, that is my favorite style of training. So no matter what I'm doing, let me just pick up the phone or send out an email and just ask questions. And a lot of people are really cool. I used to be scared of people, right? Like, no, yeah. like, Oh, they're, I don't want to, you know, they, I'm nobody to them, but man, if you just reach out and ask, you probably like get the information that you want to know and you get it right from the source, you know? So I think that's the best, you know, just networking yourself and, Surrounding yourself with the the circles of what you want to be around and then just start asking questions and and giving back, right? It's all about giving back. If you're if you're giving all the information or all the knowledge that you have and trying to give a service, somebody's gonna give something back to you.
1: Yeah, it's really good. And that's so true. That's so true. It's the mentorship thing. It's that totally be mentored and then be a mentor, which I think for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, before I ask my last question, we, I need to give you an opportunity to, you know, if somebody's into uh, and is into this and really wants, like, wow, I could really benefit from some specific help when it comes to, you know, nutrition and uh, the art. What? How can they follow you? How can they get a hold of you? What's? What are those details?
0: Yeah, for sure. So, eat to fight is my uh, my new program that I'm working on. That's awesome. <laughs> that's a great it, it's a, my my plan right now is that everything's going to be launched in January. So I'm right now I'm kind of doing I'm, I'm definitely helping people out. We're doing like just final drafts of things, and I'm going to throw that out there in January. Eat to fight will be up. But right now, uh, Jay Jones BJJ Nutrition. That's my Instagram handle. Oh, cool. Okay, and then. I have a eat to fight group on Facebook. I put all of the information that I have. Dude, that is I'm, good
1: stuff. I'm telling you. Yeah. Good.
0: And it's, yeah. it's slow building because I'm so detailed on it. You know, like yeah. I've had so many people like, why are you doing that? You just give it all this stuff for free. And I'm like, yeah, it'll come around, but, <laughs> but yeah, the eat to fight nutrition group uh, or just eat to fight Facebook group, join that and go to the guides. And I've got like, maybe nine guides now. I think that it's just all free information on movement stuff, strength stuff, uh, nutrition stuff, all for BJJ. And it's all there for free. And I answer questions in that group regularly right now. So I just tell them people like, man, learn how to squat, learn how to eat, read my guides. And if you have questions, ask me and I will help you as much as I can, man.
1: I love that. I love that help mentality that here, here it is like, and I've noticed that about that eat to fight group, you know, I'm not a fighter, but I pay attention. and mm-hmm. I watch it. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's giving the answers. You're also asking questions to people like how are you preparing and so on and so forth. Yeah. I love that. And it's pretty yeah.
0: active, man. The people in there are yeah. giving back too. like, we, I'll ask a question and there'll be like 57 comments of people talking and going back and forth. So That's it's really you know, it keeps me excited all day. I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like answering yeah. questions, answering with videos and stuff. I love it.
1: That's really good. That's really good. Jarrett, it's been an absolute pleasure, but I'm not going to let you go till I ask you this one question I ask everybody, if you could go back to time in time to any time that you wanted and give yourself a piece of advice, what would it be? Ah, oh, man. Okay. If
0: I could go back to like, maybe in my, in my beginning days as an adult, as a young adult, I would definitely say, don't be scared to talk to other people. And I kind of mentioned that already, but if anything held me back, it was being, being hesitant to put myself out there or being hesitant to talk to people because I was worried, maybe not even worried about how like they would take it, but just worried of maybe rejection or just not being able to have the, the confidence or whatever it was that I was make believing in my head. And by just throwing that to the wayside and introducing myself to people and being as real as possible, man, I've made some amazing friends some amazing mentors and all of that has taken me other places and allowed other opportunities. So definitely don't, don't be a shy guy.
1: That's awesome. Yep. I love it, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you, Scott.